Hi. Did you send me my fucking debit card? No. <laughs> no. Absolutely. Oh I am looking at it right now, actually. I can see I, it from where I'm I, sitting. I need it. Yeah. I need it. Yeah, you I, do. I, I gotta buy things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just I keep forgetting. I even texted my husband and was like, hey, remind me to send it. And he did it. Fucking oh my god, he's done. We're done with him. He's out. We have to throw the whole husband away. That's incorrect. No? You're gonna hear a lot of rustling as I try and find this debit card in this pile of papers. Yeah. Um, so just uh, be patient with me as the noises happen. Everyone. How can you how can you ah. do this to us? How can you absolutely um ah! I, oh no, my cat's in a box and I hit him with something accidentally. No, they sent it in a giant ass USPS or UPS package, right? Yes, because um, it was like overnighted to me. Right. Uh, they overnighted it to the wrong fucking person. So. Yes, even though they asked so. me like twice. Yeah. Nope, that's empty. That's it. I hit the cat with the debit card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's right here in front of my eyeballs. <laughs> you hit the uh, cat with it? I did. I did. It does actually have your name on it, though, so they did that right, at least, I guess. Okay, so now it's on my desk, so hopefully I'll remember to send it to you. Okay. Since it's in well, front of my eyes. Okay. Well, to update the, the listeners and you, because yeah. we... Um, so, my debit card got hacked and stolen, and I, I remembered why it did. Huh? Um... I remember how and why, and I, I remember what the situation was. So we register our domain our domain shit through Epic because it yeah. was recommended to us by a very um, reliable source, dear friend. However, <laughs> however, I don't know if you know this, but Epic was the one that hosted Parlor. <laughs> Whoops. And um, a bunch of other far right neo Nazi extremist. Um, Web domains. Ha 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 ha. So if my so if my brain recalls correctly, either they got the shit fucking hacked out of them because I didn't know at the time that um this company was doing it. Um, and when I get my debit card back, we're gonna move domains to another company that doesn't host this shit. But if if my memory recalls correctly, either they were hacked the fuck out of, and that's how our my debit card got compromised. Or there was no encryption on the server and the CEO of Epic said God's will will protect everyone's information on the server. I'm I mean, pretty that sure sounds it, right. I'm pretty sure it's the latter, actually. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not really surprised. Whoops. Ha 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 ha. So there's that. Well, look that up. Uh, response to hack. Uh, I have, that, I'd, have to, I'd have to find that one. I'm pretty sure I... Oh, it was hacked by Anonymous. Well, oh, never mind. There you go. That's why. Well, even if they had really good encryption. <laughs> even then, good luck. Um, so anyways, Whoops. so we'll be switching um, providers? Do- providers. Domain providers. Domain yeah. servers. There we go. Um, Bla- Blake's going to get a f- stern phone call after this. So anyways. Uh, whenever you listen to this, Blake, what the fuck? What the fuck, Blake? <laughs> that- th- there we go. It's on Wikipedia. 2021 epic data breach. Ha- Whoops. I mean, it took them a while to get to your card, though, because that didn't happen until 2022, so. True. You know. Yep. Wild. Who who said, okay, it, it, they were, it was hacked by Anonymous. Then who the fuck did I remember hearing that somebody was like, oh, God will protect the servers? I heard that somewhere. Don't quote me on that. It was Anonymous who hacked Epic. I don't remember where I heard the other quote from. Okay, scratch I mean, that. either way, hilarious. 
let the record show. It is fucking hysterical. Anyways. Anyways. Did you have a story? Yes. Yes, I do. I actually have several stories. Um, okay. okay. So we're, we're going to call this tiny segment um, Hell in Retail. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so first things first. Um, this company. What? What? First things first. I'm the realist. Yeah. That's that. also another song. By the way, because I know you're an uncultured yeah. one that never understands my songs. That's true, because you're like 12, <laughs> and I don't know your references. You're, you're two years older than me. Yeah, I know. It's fine. Stop Stop acting like you're ancient like Blake. Okay. I never. I will never stop. So. Can't stop. Yeah, so, so, okay, 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 okay. I have several stories. I have, I have three stories from Retail Hill. Um, Give me. So the first story is, of course, it's... The, the place that I work at closes at, let's say, 7 p.m., so which isn't accurate, but that's fine. So 7 p.m. rolls around, and or I'm sorry, 6.52 rolls around, and I'm standing by the front door going to, like, shut the doors so people can fuck off, right? Right. I go to, I'm just, I'm just chilling, and then somebody walks up and comes in the building, and I'm like, hey, man, we closed at 7, and he looked at his phone, he went, yeah, I got seven minutes. And I, I went, fucking hate people like that. <sighs> I know. I was like, I sure hope you know what you want and how to get it in seven minutes because I'm shutting my registers down, my guy. Did you say that? Yes. What did he say? He just, ha, 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 ha. Fucking asshole. So uh, he gets uh, his stuff. It is seven o'clock. He's not up front. His stupid wife is standing there talking to somebody else while he's fucked off doing something. So 15 minutes after we close, uh, he finally makes his way <gasps> out the door. And I'm like... I'm just standing there and I'm smiling. He's like, sorry, guys, have a good night. And I lock eyes with my manager and I don't fucking say anything. I keep my mouth closed and I just look at my manager. And after I shut the door, I went, I was probably rude because I didn't say goodbye. But uh, all I could think of was like, wow, seven minutes, man. Yeah. Good God. Enough time to do fuck all in a fucking. (laughs) Oh, my God. So. I didn't want to get fired. And she just laughed and was like, yeah, it's been a while since we've had a complaint on you. So, like, try to keep your mouth shut. And I was like, that's why I just stared at you. And she was like, oh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, okay, fair, 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 fair. Sometimes, sometimes you got to let a human be a human, man, and just give another outlet. You Lord. know what I mean? Yes. So I just made uncomfortable eye contact with her until both of us were uncomfortable. <laughs> Pro- prolonged eye contact. <laughs> so my second story, the company that I work for has a a bank that our credit card is through. That bank, for some fucking reason, has been down for about two weeks. (gasps) Uh, So right before all the bills were due on July 2nd, three days before that, they can't take online payments at all. They, in stores, cannot take payments. So no website payments, no store payments, no phone payments. So these motherfuckers just cannot accept money. Okay, then that's not the consumer's fault. Right. Except consumers think that that's gonna be on them. So, I got yelled at probably 15 times in like a three-hour period. Probably. Uh, Like, it was just a bad fucking day. Which, you know, once I explained to them, I can't imagine that a bank would be stupid enough to charge you a late fee because they fucked up. I can't imagine. That's a good way to get sued, and then you would own the bank. Usually people calm down, but that didn't, you know, make getting yelled at 15 times in a row better. Yeah. So... Then I had this lady, I had this lady come in and she's mad that she can't get her bill paid. And I was like, you know, hey, you don't gave her my spiel, whatever. Normally people are calmer after that. This lady was still a fucking cunt. 
So <laughs> she, she just, I don't know what her issue is, dude. But so that happens. She's mad about that. And she just keeps bitching about it the whole time. 30 minutes later, because I'm with this girl for 30 minutes, easily 30 minutes. I'm so sorry. It's fine. It is what it is. She goes, I want this specific chair that your company sells. And I went, okay, we don't have any. She went, can I order some? And I said, no, they're discontinued. You cannot have those chairs. And she said, well, is there another store within 30 miles of you that has this chair? And I went, I don't know. Here's the phone number. And she went, can you call for me? And I was like, okay, let me get this straight, ma'am. You want me to call this other store in my chain, see if they have a chair, and then see if they'll hold it for you for the hour it's going to take you to drive there. And she went, yes. And I went, I don't even know your name. So she wrote it down for me. And she said, here you go, call them. And I went, okay. So then I called and talked to somebody. And I was like, hey, can you check and see for a customer if, we, if you have this item in stock? Because my store doesn't. She's willing to drive an hour. And the girl went, oh, God, she's there with you, isn't she? And I went, yes, ma'am. And she went, hold on. Let me put you on hold. I'll go check. Bless your heart. And then puts me on hold and proceeds to check while this lady is continuously chattering to me while I'm on the phone with this other store. So the girl comes back on the phone. She's like, hey, yeah, I got you. Yeah. I was like, all right, is there any way? I know we're not supposed to do 24-hour holds, which I've told this girl as I'm like staring at her. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I, I know we're not supposed to do holds, but would you be okay to do a hold for a couple hours? And she went, yeah, as long as they don't get bopist. I was like, all right, cool. I'll let her know she got to drive fast as I'm staring, making eye contact with this lady. <sighs> so I give them her name. They put it on the chairs. She's like, all right, cool. And then last second, this lady's like, see if they have a swing. No. And I was like, okay, I got another question. And the girl goes, what's up? I was like, do you have this particular swing that is this amount of money? Because we don't have any in my store and she really wants one. And she went, nah, dude, we haven't had those in a month. And I was like, cool, because we don't have any at the, the place here. So I figured you all wouldn't have any because that's a seasonal item. But, you know. So I tell the lady, yeah, don't, they don't have any. And she goes, okay, well, let them know I'll be there as soon as I can. I went, yeah, they're going to hold it for two hours. And the girl on the phone with me was cackling. Huh. So, and I was like, huh. hey, thanks, man. She'll be there within two hours. And then, then we hung up and I was like, all right, you got two hours. And she went, is, is my credit card going to work when I get there? And I went, probably not. I hope you're good to pay a full price. And then she left and it was better. So that was fun. That was a fun 30 minutes I had to spend with a lady. Like, it's one thing that, like, if you ask nicely, hey, listen, can you mind calling? But the fact that you sat there and bitched Mm -hmm. to this person and made them feel like shit and then expected... That was a favor. You didn't have to do that. Absolutely. And it it was so terrible because there's there's someone that works in the building with me that is... She's nice, but she is too much as a person. Too much as a person. So I, I know I'm a lot. This girl's a little too much. So... As I was dealing with this lady, my manager comes up and the lady starts bitching to my manager about the same shit that I've just been on the phone and like talking to her about for 30 minutes. So she's bitching with my manager and I'm like trying to pay attention while I'm doing something else that she asked me to do, like the whole thing. This other girl that's kind of annoying comes up behind me and she goes, hey, and I didn't answer her because I was listening to a customer. And then she goes, hey, and I whip around. I'm like, what the fuck do you want? Didn't know you fucking did (laughs) it. I did. And she goes, whoa and i was like hey sorry i'm a little frustrated i'm dealing with like three things what do you want i didn't mean to it just came out oh so that was fun that's also fucking (laughs) to go up to somebody and say 
Hey, like, yes. you have a fucking name? Ah, it was awful. So th- those are two of my three stories. <sighs> do you want to save the third one for the next episode? I can. Absolutely. It's the best one, but I definitely can. Save it. To be save continued. It. Yeah, because we're, we're going a little over <gasps> the, the intro time limit. How dare. Because I'm anal retentive. No, you're fine. You're perfect. Oh, you. just, I didn't just, know I talked just, for that long. Yeah, it's at, we're at 13. Yeah. On, what, but, Pre, 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 pre processing 13 minutes. Excuse me. <laughs> Your excuse. Cool. Thank you. You're I'm welcome. so sorry. Can we. Is there anything that I could do for you? No. No. Um, help me. Um, no, actually, there's, there's not really <laughs> any way. Uh, I'm working on my patience, but it just, after 30 minutes, it's gone. I don't, you know, I really, you know, people are like, oh, patience is a virtue. Da, da, da. I feel like. Some of that, I think to a per- certain point that that's actually gaslighting. Like, not every single person should have actual patience for a situation like that. Yeah, not not everyone deserves patience. No. Uh, but it is what it is. Okay. It's fine. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Hey, you're welcome. Thank thank you for thanking me. Yeah. It's weird. You're welcome. <laughs> I just, listen, listen, listen. Look, look me, eyes, eyes. I'm looking at your eyeballs. What do you want? I just want you to know that you work really really hard and you do like a really great job of like working and like going to school and doing podcasts and like being friends with everybody and like you're so sweet and i love you and appreciate you as like my friend and i really appreciate you and like who you are and you're such a beautiful wonderful person okay now you're making it weird (laughs) (laughs) like thanks but also (laughs) i don't know how to take a compliment thank you i know you don't that's why i did it that's fucking rude (laughs) (sighs) but you want to know what deserves your patience sure spooky stories yeah (laughs) okay yeah heads or tails heads 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 Fuck, I, like, painted one of my nails. How am I supposed Heads. to... Heads. I, I heard you the first time. God <laughs> Just damn. Just in case. I Yeah. You're only in my ears. You're in both of them. Dick. That's not where... Oh. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you nasty. Ew. It landed on tails. I go first. You're okay, gross. Okay, great. You got... Go. Oh. You're Anyways. gross. You're gross. You're grosser. No, you. No, you. Your mom. Yes, she is <laughs> gone. Gross. Anyways, um, but before I, Kitty Groves, talk about my topic for today. Oh, shit. My, okay. I was like pulling on the string that's going, <laughs> the string that's in my crochet project, and I was like pulling it the wrong direction. I was actually unthreading my project. Bruh. I'm an idiot. So, before my story, if you want to support whatever the fuck this is, please be sure to head on over to Patreon at patreon.com slash haunt her. I barely know her. We have two tiers. We have the $5 investigator tier and we have the, what was the peace sign for? Two tiers. Oh, I thought One, you were two. telling me, ha- I thought oh, you were telling no. me, hang on a second. Cause someone was, I was like, no, no, oh, sorry. I was like, I was like, is that a pause? Is it a piece? Is it an alien? And like, did she want to ah, aliens. out? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and then we have a $7 medium tier where you get access to bonus episodes, which we are a little bit behind on. And we got to get caught back up. So sorry. And um, I have a really fucking good topic that we're going to talk about on the next um, the next Patreon episode. Fuck yeah. 
It's really fucking good. Hell yeah. Give me. And it's great. Okay. All right. So there's that. So yeah. Do that. Do that. Do that. Um, here we are. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Tell me. Are you Spook ready? me. Ree, ree, ree. Ree, ree, ree. Gimme. As. Make um, me skilled. I, right before I left my jo- my work today, um, I was walking out like 15 minutes to like go warm up some food that I was going to like eat on the way home. My manager walks around the corner. She's like, you have a minute? She's like, are you leaving? And I was like, no, you got 15 minutes. So what you want? And she's like, I got to talk to you for just a second. I was like, all right, cool. So like, I run into her room. She tells me something. I was like, all right, cool. And then like I turn around and walk out. And I was like, oh, do you want me to grab um, my other coworker to talk to you? She goes, yes, I also have to talk to him. I was like, all right, cool. So I run out, th- I run out of her room. And I go grab my other coworker. He's a, he's a little bit older. He's thirty years older than me. And um, the day prior, he had something stuck on the back of his leg. It was towards his butt, but like Aww. on his pant leg on the back. Like he had turned around, and I just see like this bright orange spot. And I was like, uh, "Hey, hey, my guy, you have something on the back of your leg. What the fuck?" And he was like, "I'm going home." I was like, "Just pick it up." <laughs> <laughs> so anyways when i got came out of my manager's office and i told him hey you need to go talk to my manager she needs to talk to you he goes listen you told me yesterday there was something on my butt so i have to tell you there's something on your butt i'm so sorry and i'm oh, like motherfucker no. again i talked to my manager and there's something there's a war i'm having a wardrobe malfunction did i not tell you the first time that i met my manager my fly was unzipped no God, yes, the first time I, I I was hired, thank fucking God, but like the first time I talked to her, my fly was unzipped. LOL, did she say something? No, but like I saw her look down and then her eyes immediately shot back up and I was like, I wonder what the fuck that was about. And then when she walked away and I went to go sit back down, I looked down and I saw that and I went, God fucking damn it. Shit. Anyways, it happens, but like it wasn't like she could see anything. Yeah. It's still slightly embarrassing. Nah. Could be worse. She has two kids, so I can't imagine. Yeah, no. It's fine. So sorry. Anyways. Ugh, children. So, so apparently apparently there was something on my butt, and then, it, of course, like, my manager probably saw it, because it was, like, on my ass crack, because I was like, awesome. <laughs> it was cat hair, is what it was. So anyways. Oh, that's not as bad as it could be. No, because everyone knows I have a cat, because, like, I'm like, I can't do that. I have a cat. Or, like, I can't, whatever, I have a cat. Or I'm not yeah. going anywhere for, like, I'm not traveling, I have a cat. So everyone knows I have a cat. Anyways, today's episode... Not yeah. a surprise to fucking anybody is called Arnie Sh- Cheyenne. Yeah. Why is his middle name Cheyenne? I don't know. That's a woman's name. I, uh, Michael's a man's name and it's my middle name. Well, that's because you it's were fine. named after your dad. You're Okay. Maybe he was named after his mom. No. you First off, you know that and you know it's a no. I don't. Call your mother. Call no. your mother right now. <laughs> I will not. I know. Um... You, your mother and I still need to have that talk. Okay. Of why your middle name is Michael. Because? I don't know. <laughs> I, just... I mean, I'm not, I'm not asking you. I gotta ask your mom. Okay, I know you enough. don't know. Like, <laughs> well, I guess okay. the next time you're down, we're gonna have to sit down with my mother. Yes, I'm gonna sit down with Martha and be like, listen. Hey, look. Fuck? We need to have a conversation recorded live. <laughs> <laughs> Get her on. Get her on. Anyways. All right. So... Names. Anyways, Ar- the Arnie Cheyenne Johnson um, possession, also 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 known as the Devil Made Me Do It case, <gasps> also Ooh. known as the Conjuring Three, the yeah. Devil Made Me Do It. Which, by the way, the other than like the the woo woo. Okay, spoilers for the Conjuring Three. Other than the spooky like witch cross thing that was underneath the house that they found. Everything and then that whole like 
story that trailed along with it and then like the guy going in the basement and like murdering that woman or whatever um a lot of this was really accurate and it was kind of creepy that is very creepy yeah i don't like i didn't like how accurate it was because i was reading it and can you fuck see is this? that it's an the ed haunt- and lorraine warren book why the fuck do you have that true haunting from an old new england cemetery yeah called graveyard yes i was gifted it when um, a friend of mine's father passed, and he was just as into spooky ghost stories as I was. I <sighs> am. Um, and she wanted to keep some of the books, but she was like, hey, the only other person I can think of that would, like, really appreciate these as much as my dad is you, so come here. And she gave them to me. <gasps> I know, I cried! Um, and she <laughs> listens to the show, so thank you again. Uh, but I just... That's so sweet. It's it's kind of fun that you're doing an Ed Lorraine Warren book, or uh, Ed Lorraine Lauren, um... Ed and Lorraine Warren, if I could fucking talk. Um, <laughs> possession story. Possession story. And I just, I have this because I saw this book and I screamed and she's like, what is wrong with you? It's like, ha. Huh. So. Yeah, what you know, we are also obsessed. Um, Wild. It's like, but yeah, but it's like, like two out of, like one out of every three possession Ed Lorraine Warren were fucking there because they're a little money grubbing. Gremlins. Jerks. Yeah, gremlins. Let's call them gremlins. Okay, anyway, okay. so. Um, the Conjury Three: The Devil Made Me Do It is actually really good. It's actually really Gimme. good. So, was that for you? All of the Conjuring movies. Ah! So the story big. Be- you done? Yes, for now. <laughs> so the story begins with a one Arnie Cheyenne Johnson, who is nineteen, and his fiance Debbie Glatzel is twenty six. Whoa! I'm pretty sure I got those numbers right. Whoa. But don't hold me to it. I'm pretty sure she was, t- unless it's supposed to be 16, which that doesn't make sense because this wasn't in the 1800s. This was in the late 90s. Um, that's what I was told by the internet. Don't come for me if I was wrong. But I couldn't really find her age too much anywhere else. So uh, you- that's that's still weird. Yeah. That's so still she, weird. She was seven years older than him. That was odd. Yeah. Anyways. Which like the age gap is not weird, but the fact that he's 19 is weird. Right. That's the he's thing that makes me a little uncomfortable. He's a he's a baby. Yeah, if he had been like 26 and she was older than him, that'd be fine. But 19 right. years old dating uh, almost like closer to 30 than 20, that's a little who it's a little iffy. A little weird. Anyways, yeah. Anyway, um, proceed. She, she was robbing the cradle. So even mm. though um spoiler Arnie had been the one to um spoil I'm going to spoil this for you. I'm so sorry. Arnie Arnie was the one who murdered the landlord. What the heck? I'm so okay. sorry. Uh, That's fine. It's it's like a it's like a hook. Like um, like um, Catholic priests hate this one trick that people are getting possessed by, kind of thing. It's like a <laughs> it's like clickbait. There we go. <laughs> just like Catholic priests hate gay porn and uh, just the homosexuals. Also, <laughs> but, but actually, they are okay. So. All right, yeah, so Arnie was not the original source of the demonic possession, which if you watch Conjuring 3, um, you know this. So Debbie's younger brother, David, he was 11, year old, 11 years old at the time. So he was the one who first started seeing demons and shit, okay? Yeah. So Arnie and Debbie first got, a, got their first rental property, right? So they were there cleaning it up, getting ready to move into it, and the younger brother, David, was there helping them clean up. That's when he described that he saw an old man that was 
burnt and black looking. Ew. To which he was thrown onto uh, the waterbed and then threatened to harm the family if they chose to continue to stay in this house. Oh, that boy Crispy. Yeah. That boy Crispy. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, he's um, burnt and blackened. He Crispy. Yeah. So apparently... I read on another source that I didn't understand. I didn't. I didn't value the validity in it because it was in one one source that I saw that apparently there was like a well on the farm, well well on the land as well, and that David had looked in that well, and then that was like actually the source of where the demon came from. I don't know. That was somewhere. So if you hear like, oh, there was a well, yes. Oh, it didn't have a yet well, yes. It's like one of those things. Of, I don't fucking know. I'm just here to tell you shit. So fair enough. Fair it, enough. Yes. Yes, so even though David left, right, so he went home for the day, he continued to keep seeing this man. Uh, he later described the man, as, I guess as the man appeared to him more and more, he had a white beard, jeans, and a flannel shirt. Yeah. But he looked burnt. He's a crispy he grandpa. <laughs> crispy, dirty grandpa. So Ugh. David continued to experience uh, night terrors, and when he would wake up, he would have bruises and scratches on his body. I don't like that fucking gross so then eventually he saw the man in like an animalistic form because he woke up he like said one time he's like i saw the man again but this time he had like horns pointed ears and jagged teeth that's weird yeah so like a demon animal like form uh, i'm good anyways as this was going on with david the whole family would just hear like walking around in the attic ew out of my attic crispy boy why? What is what is it with basements and attics? They're the least used rooms. Eh. I don't. I I don't know. I just why basement? Like I've heard one theory that like ghosts float up. Bless you. Bless me. I burped. Um, yeah. Ghosts float up is a theory. Okay. And then my theory is like ghosts are in the basement because water runs under the house. That's weird. I That's mean, my theory. It's not a bad theory. It's weird. I think it's just where the people aren't. So it's a place the people. The, are not like there. There are less people in basements and attics than any other room of the house. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Back up. What did yeah. you say? I said it's Pe- where people aren't. No, like are not. Aren't. Yeah. What? I heard that's. I heard aren't. But like when you said it, yeah. my brain didn't process it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the way the it- accent it came out a little bit. Okay. Thank you. Because I was like, I know I heard something different. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Great. I thought yeah. you just said. Some weird con- conjugated bullshit. Anyways, <laughs> I'm tired. I need to go to bed. You're tired. You need to go to bed. All right. Ah! So, so uh, where did I stop? All right. So, attic, attic, attic. Okay. So, they called Ed and Lauren Warren because they were in Connecticut. This does take place in Connecticut. I'm so sorry. I didn't set the scene like a fucking loser. It's fine. Brookfield, Connecticut. That's where this was. Okay. So, of course, we all know that Ed, Lorraine, Warren lived in Connecticut. So as soon as uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren heard, oh, there's a possessed uh, boy that needs your help, you know they fucking went running. Skirt. Skirt, skirt. So they get there, and Ed says that he hears banging and growling now in the basement. Not in the attic anymore, in the basement. Ugh. And he, there was also noted the rocking chair would move on its own. While they were all collectively sitting together, a toy dinosaur started to move towards them on its own. Ew. And uh, apparently he also heard a deep voice say, beware, you're all going to die. Well, that's a little excessive, but also true, because don't we all die eventually? I'm so sick of you. (laughs) 
I am so sick of you. <sighs> I thought that was pretty straightforward. No. No. It was? I can't. No, I can't stand you. <laughs> anyway, so so then Lorraine, she had her own experiences. She saw some shit in the house. So she said, quote, this bitch got quoted. While Ed interviewed the boy, I saw a black misty form next to him, which told me we were dealing with something of a negative nature. Soon the child was complaining that invisible hands were choking him and there were red, there were red marks on him. He said that he had the feeling of being hit. Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, there were, in fact, red marks on him, and uh, the kid eventually started to growl and hiss. He eventually started to have voices that were not of his own come out, and he was quoting the Bible, and apparently Paradise Lost. What? I don't know what Paradise Lost is. I forgot to Google that. Tell me what it is. The poetry from 1674. Apparently. By who? I'm finding a John Milton. Okay, I don't know why that was there. Anyways, I guess uh, demons like some good slam poetry sometimes, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's it's written in like super goofy old English. Um, Raised this impetus war in heaven and battle proud with vain attempt, him the almighty power hurled headlong flaming from the eternal sky. That kind oh of yeah, stuff. yeah. Demons would love that shit. For Absolutely, sure. to bottomless perdition, there to dwell. Yeah, super dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand it. Anyways, yeah. All right. So, quoting some weird bullshit, and then he was kicking, biting, spitting. Um, he he was doing the full nine, you know, the full ten, if you will. <laughs> the whole 10. That's uh, the- save that. Put it in your brain for later. Yes, absolutely. The full 10. So. The family thought that it was just ghosts in the house. Like, it was just kind of a ghostly thing. Spooky. And uh, the horns were like, no, no. It's it's demons. Can you say demons the way you say demons? You say demons. Demons. It's the demons. There you go. All right. Okay. So, not not only is it a demon, it's 43 demons. That's specific. And David named them all. That's wild. David named all the demons that were, like possessing him in him whatever so they had a roman roman catholic priest come over bless the house obviously that didn't do shit but of course you got to go through the process of trying trying the steps and uh they had a couple of like priests rotate in and like bless the place <laughs> right you know they were just like as you do priests. right you just rotate them in you just throw them in a revolving door and eventually you know obviously it gets to the point no fruit nothing's no bearing no fruit so they get the exorcism on the way now this is where the plot takes the M. Night Shyamalan twist. As the boy is being exercised, right? And yes. I'm not talking like um, like Denise Austin exercising. He's being, a demon is being exercised out of him. That was a pretty good <laughs> What? That was a pretty good joke. Thank you. You're uh, as that's going down, I'm sure he's flipping and flopping on the table and it's going horrendously. Arnie, Arnie yells out. He proclaims to the demons. Oh, no. Take me on. Leave my little buddy alone. Oh, what does that mean? Uh, basically, come for me, demons. I'm your boy. That's what it means. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. My so after that, no, well, after that, um, they 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 feel like they have succeeded in exercising the demon out of David. Okay. Because his his well being starts to improve, and the family did get him into like a local 
um, psychologist, psychiatrist, probably psychologist. Psychiatrist does the pill. Psychologist does the brain. Yeah. He had he had a slight learning disability, but but all in all, you do pretty good. I mean, I'll take that. But wouldn't you have guessed it? Ar- Arnie's not doing so well. He's he's not doing. He's not. He's oh, a I get it. I see what happened. Yeah. Did you do you now? You get it? Yeah. Now I'm following. That's that's really sad. He taunted the demons, and the demons said, "Yes, sir." <laughs> <laughs> all right, bet, <laughs> bet. <laughs> so there was. There, I, I read in a couple of reports there was like another movie thing that did it. Ugh, fuck, I forget what the name of the movie was. But um, there was another report that was done on this whole case. And let's see. Tree. What was the name? Uh, TV series called A Haunting. There was another movie that was done. And I can't remember what the name of the movie was. No idea. Shit. Oh, the, the demon murder case starring Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. I do enjoy Kevin. some Kevin Bacon. Well, everyone enjoys bacon. So, like, that's why. Anyways. Ha. <laughs> I got jokes. So, anyways. <laughs> another, another, I, I can't remember if it was a, t- uh, yeah, it was a TV series, A Haunting. Apparently, Arnie was driving one day and the demon possessed him to slam his car into a fucking tree. What the fuck? Yeah. And then there was, like, one time he, f- Arnie fell out of the tree and that was also because of the demons. Don't ask me. I'm just I'm just here relaying what the internet says, and the internet never lies. That's awful. <laughs> Poor fella. He's all right. I mean, he's. I think he's still alive. Anyways, but what if he's not all right? Um, I mean, he's all right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Arnie and Debbie they did not go to the original renter's home that they were in, where David got shoved under the waterbed. They decided to move um, into a place that was closer to Debbie's work. Okay, because the commute. I don't know. But, oh, I okay, so this is why. So they did move to a place that was closer to Debbie's work. So Debbie worked as a dog, dog, dog groomer the fuck and worked at a kennel. So she was a groomer, worked at a kennel. So the manager, her manager at the dog kennel was also the landlord of the house that they were renting. Okay. The landlord slash manager, his name is Alan Bono. He's 40 years old at the time. Okay. Okay. So in the movie, it's depicted that Arnie and Debbie lived above the kennel, but that but Alan lived above the kennel. Okay. Okay. So that's just a tidbit if anybody's curious about that. Gotcha. So actually, so it was actually they lived in a house separate from the kennel. So, which I cannot imagine sleeping a bunch above a bunch of barking fucking dogs. No thanks. Oh my god. So again, one day. <laughs> Arnie took off work to stay home with Debbie at the kennel. So I don't know. I guess I don't know. I guess maybe uh, Arnie was a tree cutter like depicted in the movie. I couldn't find that. Um, maybe. I don't know. I guess he did yard work. I'm not quite sure. So he, took, he takes off the day. He's going to hang out with Debbie at the at the groomer. I guess they were all friends with, with Alan Bono. Yeah. I guess they were all cool and chill. So apparently, because also some of Debbie's family was also at the kennel. So it was kind of like a little bit of a hoopla going on. Okay, yeah. So they went to a local restaurant to all get lunch together. Drinks were served. Drink drinks. Adult beverages. Oh. Adult beverages were served. And apparently Bono and Arnie, it said they got wasted. It said they collected they, but I'm going to, like, from this, I'm going to more, more assume that Alan Bono 
Bono? Bono? I don't know. His name's fucking Alan. Alan and Arnie got shwasted. Okay. Well, I guess Arnie's not old enough to get shwasted. Uh, He's 19. They don't know that. I don't know. Wasn't the drinking age at 1.18? I don't know. Yes, because I'm pretty sure when my dad turned 18, or right before he turned 18, they bumped it to 21. Oh, excuse me. 84. 1984. So they bumped it to 21? Yeah. So he it would have been legal. This was 1981. Damn it. Okay. Okay. Oh, Aha. Well, hey, we learned something. I learned something. We learned something new every day. Anyways. Beep, boop, bop, beep. Where did I get? Okay. So they just wasted, and they go back to the kennel. A fight broke out. Okay. Now, the reason for this fight is up in the air. No one knows what really happened that day and what they were fighting about. <gasps> so the first story is, is that Arnie was actually fixing a stereo for, for Alan when the fight broke out over how much Arnie wanted it in cost for the repairs for the stereo. Okay. The other story is, I wrote it somewhere else in my notes. Motherfucker. <laughs> it's somewhere here. It's somewhere somewhere ah oh wait the second the other the other scenario is that alan and debbie had more than just a manager employee relationship oh they were fucking oh no (laughs) oh no in front of the dogs oh no shut up so (laughs) nasty so so everyone else believed and it's also like people like point blank say that's what it was um that they actually got into a fight over Debbie, and that's what it was. Regardless, from this article that I read, Alan grabbed Debbie's nine-year-old cousin, Mary. Okay. Appar- apparently. Either that happened or that didn't happen. I'm not quite sure. Um, that one's a little bit questionable. I'm not quite sure if that actually happened. But okay. what did happen is that eventually, some point, it got so fucking heated that Alan... Excuse me. Arnie whipped out his five-inch pocket knife and just started stabbing the shit out of Alan. What the fuck, um, buddy? And, and, and then growling growling the whole entire time. Oh, yeah. I forgot this was a possession story. It went way like true crime for a minute. And I was like, whoa, why did he no, do no, no, that? No, okay, no, 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 no. It was okay. also, also later, I said it, I, for some odd reason, I put it later. When Debbie was up on the stand right she said that it was very obvious that they were both agitated in such a way that didn't make sense and she also says it was over the stereo it was not over her but they were they were both agitated for no fucking reason and that it seemed like arnie was in a weird trance like it definitely didn't seem like him and that he was in fact like growling and acting very benign as he was fucking killing alan that's wild and i don't appreciate it yeah uh yep okay okay so uh alan was left to die nobody Um, helped him i don't know i think everyone just ran out of the house oh so uh, he bled i think i'm pretty sure he was left there and he bled to death i think that was the gist of that um but that's fucked up i don't like that arnie hoofed it because he was picked up two miles away from the crime scene jesus so I guess everyone just kind of lickety split out of there. You know what I mean? Huh. So, so, so this was the first murder that took place in Brookfield, Connecticut in its 193 year history. Jesus. It was the first murder in that town. That's wild. That's a long time without anybody killing somebody else. Yeah, they must be doing something right until now. 
Yeah. So, until now, the fucking demons. Why did they let the demons in? They should have built the gigantic cross like Cookville, Tennessee has. They fucking would have been avoided. Damn. I hate that fucking cross. Anyways. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of dumb. It's a little, it's a little fucking extra. Anyways. It's a lot extra. It's fucking massive. You can see it from the highway. Anyways, if you want to have a good stroll through Google Maps, take Google Maps down I-40. Yeah. Traveling, traveling west to, not you, Google. Not, (laughs) God, you scared the shit out of me. Uh, (laughs) Use, use Google Maps on I-40 going through Cookville, Tennessee. The first exit on the west side of Cookville you can see the giant cross. Yep. It's massive. It's and a someone lot. Screen- someone screenshot and send it to me on Instagram whenever you do it. <laughs> You're going to just have a lot of pictures of that cross in your Instagram, just so you know. And I'll, I know, and I want to see it. I want to see if people actually find it and go, what the fuck? <laughs> Good. Great. So, so that got a lot of attention because it was the first murder yeah. in that town. Also, the Warrens swooped the fuck back in, and they were just like, mm, "That was that was a demon, actually. That was a possession right there. Absolutely, absolutely. We're gonna get back in on this shit." So Kay. they said it was a demon case, and then that got uh, attention because they simply said so. Sounds right. Yeah, that fits. And I mean, also yeah. like the novelty of somebody going, "Oh yeah, no, that was a demon. That wasn't actually. He didn't just like murder that guy. He he was possessed." That would that would cause a lot of media attention or any attention, any attention so. at all. Yeah. So speaking of that, the trial started October twenty eighth, nineteen eighty one. I didn't set the scene at fucking all. This happened in Brookfield, Connecticut, in nineteen eighty one. I'm so sorry. You're good. It is I what it is. I fucked that up. I fucked it's that fine. up. It's fine. It's all fine. I mean, you can always like go back in there in post and be like, ha 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 ha, Brookfield, Connecticut, like record scratch. So here I was. <laughs> nah, fuck that. That's too much work. Anyways. <laughs> like, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. So it yeah, was enough. held <laughs> it was held, it was held in a superior court. Not a Supreme Court. It was held in superior I think a superior court, I think is what they're called. Yeah. In Danbury, Connecticut. Ooh. So he gets a lawyer by the name of Martin Manella. Okay. I think that's how you say his last name. And his claim was not guilty. Due to demonic possession. All right, Mr. Manila. Like, straight up out of the gate, said it. It was not implied. It was, how do you plead not guilty due to demonic possession? He said that to the fucking judge. Huh. He said, quote, was possessed by a demon, and it was a demon who actually manipulated his body. It was the first case in U.S. history to actually try to use that defense. That's actually really interesting. Yep, his claim his his claim was the courts have dealt with the existence of God because you always swear by fucking God. Yeah. So now they're going to have to deal with the existence of the devil. Okay, fair. Right. Interesting. So Ar- yeah, fair. Yes. So Arnie's claim was the devil made me do it. Like he, like that is something he quoted. He said, um, and that that came on to be a very famous quote that he said, "The devil made me huh. do it." Hence the name of the hence hence the name of the movie. That also makes sense to me. Yeah. So the defense was immediately thrown out by the judge, saying that it was irrelative and unscientific. Ouch. Big <laughs> ouch. Big <laughs> oof. Big immediate ouch. Big oof. The jury was not allowed to consider demonic possession at all. But but weirdly enough, um, when people still took the stand, they were still talking about the demonic bullshit. So all of it, I guess, must have been thrown out. 
even yeah. though people were taking the stands. Um, wow. So people who were at the exorcism, I think it was Lorraine who got on the stand. Um, that, that would said make that sense. She, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember who it said. But uh, people proclaimed that, that someone saw a demon leave David's body and enter Arnie's. Even Ed said on the stand that Arnie made the mistake by taunting the demon, a hey, you fuck you demon, take me on instead. Yeah. Funnily enough, the members of the church who took part in the blessings and the exorcism and whatnot refused to testify. They would, they were not allowed to say anything at all about it and get involved. Interesting. So they lost all of that. Huh. Yep. That's fun. Whoops. Yep. So it was a whole thing. Um, bunch of speculations, bunch of bullshit, blah, blah, blah. The jury, so after everything was said and done and everyone's like, everyone kind of, whatever it's called, the defense rests or like everyone's finished with their witnesses. I don't know what it's called. Um, the jury talked for three days. Oh, three wow. Days, three days about it. And they determined that Arnie was guilty. Um, first degree manslaughter. Oh, that's less than I anticipated. Yes. Huh. So, yeah, they, 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 they I think they let him off pretty. So he... The final verdict was determined uh, November 24th, and he was given 10 to 20 years in prison. He only served five. Huh. Yeah, they let him off super duper easy. Yes, he only served Wild. five for being for being a good little prison boy. Um, well. he, did, he did get his high school diploma. Yeah, good for him. Yep, mm-hmm. he did. Um, five years is not enough for taking someone's life, just saying. Well, he was, I don't know. I don't know if he was possessed or not. I don't know. I don't know. I believe the I believe David was. Yeah. I mean, sure. either way, honestly, like how do you number one, how do the Warrens not step the fuck in? That's my first question, uh, if it was a legitimate possession. And then question two, like why would his partner not hey, you're acting kind of fucking weird. Yeah, it was that was over the course of a couple of months. Yeah. I mean So I don't know if they like contacted the Warrens after that or if they linked the two I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, either, I don't. It's weird. It's it's all a little weird and all a little sus. Yeah. I was going to say that. It's a very unfortunate turn of events. So, that was the end of that. Not Okay. That was that that was the end of that series. So, later on, so like kind of like where where are they at now? Like how, what is going down with it now yeah. kind of thing. Um these two tricks that will make any dermatologist mad. They the two went on <laughs> The two your, went uh, on my clickbaits. The two mm-hmm. went on to have two children. They did get married while Arnie was in prison. Okay. I don't know if they banged while he was in prison. You Probably. Can like, you can set that up. It's just fun fact. I mean, that's uh, fine. It's legal. It's, gr- it's weird. Anyways, Lorraine yeah. Warren went on to write... Lorraine Warren... Let me rephrase that. It wasn't Lorraine Warren. It was, an, it was another guy who wrote the book... But it was like they went to an author to go write the book. Huh. Um, Gerald Brittle is his name. Okay. Lauren Warren. Yeah, Lauren Warren asked Gerald Brittle to write it. So basically, I think she told him what to write and he wrote it. So the Warrens had told the Glatzels, the Glatzels, yeah, I'm saying that right, that they would be millionaires from this event. Guess Oops. how much money they actually got. The very few, if any monies. Uh, $2,000. Ha! So, so much that might money. have only... That might have only been like maybe eight grand, ten grand today. I don't know. Yeah, that's not Still very not much. A, that's not a million dollars. I'll say no. that. So, so David's brother, uh huh, 
how the why the fuck did I not write his name like an asshole Carl David's brother Carl so apparently there was a there was a second third child second son okay and the Carl um he denounced the republishing of the book of 2006 on the behalf of David because David was down for mental health reasons okay so a year later when David had recovered the pair filed a lawsuit against the Warrens for Infliction of emotional distress because the Warrens had used them for monetary gain. Well, I mean, that's fair. That's a, yep. a fair thing to say. Yeah. Carl believes that um, the Warrens absolutely took advantage of David's mental health issues. I don't know what they are, but apparently mm. they're there. Arnie and Debbie are still together, and they have always stood by the series of events that happened. Of course they would have to, because, you know, you went to jail right. for part of it, so Absolutely. you better be fucking convinced of what happened. So, Debbie's dad, Debbie, Debbie David and Carl's dad, says none of it happened. Oh, well. Yep. Awkward. That's awkward. Ugh. Oopsies. Ha 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 anyways, that is the uh, Devil Made Me Do It murder case. Well, that was very interesting. Wasn't it? Yeah, very murdery and uh, involving the devil. Yeah, I also forgot my trigger warnings. I'm so sorry. That's fine. It is what it is. <laughs> it's possession cases. Somebody's getting murdered. Yeah, typically. <sighs> Don't yawn. You can't yawn because I yawned. You started this. No, I didn't. You did this to me. Oh, we're too How tired dare. bitches. It's very true. I'll, I'll do it again. I'll, well. fucking, I'll fucking do it again. Okay. Are we good? Any more yeah. questions, comments, concerns? No. No, I thought that was great. Thanks. You should watch the movie. It's uh weird, like a lot of what I like again because I was reading it and I was like, "Am I reading the script, the plot line of the movie, or am I actually <laughs> reading what happened?" So because like a lot of it was pretty accurate up until like they found the woo woo voodoo thing in the in the undercrawl of the of the house. Yeah, and then that whole part of it was not true. So and then the whole part where he went to jail and then like the devil came and possessed him in the jail. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't part that of was, the thing. That did not. That didn't happen. He, like, went to jail, and then I, I guess no more demon. I don't know. Anyways. Great. I'm glad you came. Glad that you was here. great. Thank you. Okay. No, thank you. No, thank you. Moving along. This is the yeah. part of the episode where we give shout-outs to our newest Patreon members. And we do. Yeah, we, we do. We do. Pay attention. Pay attention. We have a thing. We have a person. We have a shout-out. Tell me. Justin Gonsalves. Beautiful name. Also Justin, hard to say. Thank you so much for the pronunciation. You're so great. so much. <laughs> Lovely. I butchered it when I first saw it. I was like, "Yep, gotta fuck that up." <laughs> so thank you so much, Justin, for the um, pronunciation. Welcome. We appreciate it. You're amazing. And thank you so much for being here and signing up. I'm glad you're here. All Thanks the- for coming all the way from Canada. Hi. <gasps> we have our first Canadian. Yeah. Oh man. I don't. That's even better. Pretty- yes. I'm pretty sure I could send a sticker. I'm going to have to figure out how to mail to Canada. I don't think that I can just drop it off in the mail with a U.S. sticker. I'm pretty sure I have to. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find it. We'll figure it out, though. We'll make it happen. I've only ever shipped once internationally. I will figure it out, though. You're going to get a fucking sticker. So, welcome. Thank Ah! you. Ah! Okay. So, if anyone else wants a shout out right here, right now, and be oogled over and talked about uh, on our podcast, be sure to sign up. And we'll give you you a shout out. We'll talk about you. And we'll oogle, and we both always scream and cry whenever we get new Patreon members. That's very true. I was in my bed, and I screamed, 
and flailed and hit my husband. And he did not know what was happening because he was half asleep. So, yep. yeah, thanks. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I, I also saw it and flailed. So thank you. The, I'm glad to know that I was not the only one who flailed in my bed. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> huh? All right. Anyways, moving right along. If you want to support us any any other way, you could be sure to um, drop that ratey and reviewy on Apple Podcasts, and you can also rate and review on Spotify. And anywhere else you're listening to us, please be sure to do the thing. Because if you like what we do, rate and review. That's my favorite part. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you okay. enjoyed that. Yes. I got to fix my nails. Oh, my gosh. Shut you're such up. a girl. Ugh. You're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to fight. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I'm- well, it's fine. Is fun. it? Yeah, it's Is fine. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, almost. What do you mean almost? We're bi- bitch. Go we gotta pee? go. <laughs> oh my god! Go pee. Go. <laughs> I'm always hydrated. Too much. That's for f- too much. Oh, yeah, fuck too god, too hydrated. I will return. Hi. Now are you ready? Yes. Okay. So this is it. The big one. Tell me. Tell me. The big one. The big one. Yeah, this is the possession of Roland Doe. Who the fuck is that? You'll find out. So, on December 26, 1973, a movie came out that changed the course of film history. It was a movie so horrible, so graphic, that people were throwing up in the theater, they were fainting, and they were unable to finish it. Is that the one? Which one? I'll let you guess. Um, not Cabin in the Woods, because that's the parody movie. Correct. Um... That's the one where, like, the... Uh, I hate to even think about that scene. Um, which one it's is it? It's probably the one you're thinking of. Uh, this was The Exorcist. Oh, no. Never mind. No. That's not what I was... Oh, okay. Oh, so we're doing The Exorcist. Yes. How do we fucking... How do we fucking miss that one? Okay. We, we didn't. I was saving it for a special occasion, and this just happens to be the occasion I decided. Uh, so, this movie wasn't totally fictional. Yeah. Why is this a special occasion? I just decided it was a special occasion. <laughs> That was okay. all. I woke up this morning feeling frisky. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What the fuck? You're welcome. So in 1949, a picturesque Bell... That's not right. I didn't type an entire word. Okay, so a picturesque neighborhood in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, <laughs> sits a beautiful colonial-style house on Roanoke Drive that was once the home of a relative of a boy named Roland Doe. That was a code name used. I'm going to continue calling him Roland Doe, but his 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 name sort of kind of came out. So like some people thought it was Robbie Manaheim. That's actually not necessarily his real name. Uh-huh. It has come out now since his passing, because he is now dead, uh, this gentleman. Um, Ronald Hunkler is who we think is actually Roland Doe. Regardless, um, I'm going to call him Roland Doe, just... Because I'm not positive. Yes. What's his last name? Hunkler. <laughs> okay. He worked for NASA, if it is Mr. Hunkler. Yeah. Fun fact. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. This kid. Homie, homie gets possessed and then goes on to work for for NASA? Yeah. And okay. Every, res- so, like, the person what? who said, oh, no, uh, Ronald Hunkler is the Roland Doe kid, that person also was like, yeah, he was really weird around, like, Halloween. Like, he wouldn't ever come to, like, parties, and because people would dress up as, like, stuff from The Exorcist, and he just would never, he didn't like horror movies, either. Uh, two plus two is equaling four in this right. uh, situation. Yes. So, uh, Mr. Hunkler actually passed away in, I think, uh, 2020? So, Aww, very sucks. recent. Um, 
I'm not uh, I'm not going to say that he was Roland Doe, but someone has said that he is. So I thought I would put that in here. So this house that we're talking about in St. Louis, we'll, we'll get to St. Louis. That's where like the big bad stuff happened. So St. Louis, that house is really pretty. It's the one that's like up at the top of my notes, like beautiful house, very like mature trees, manicured bushes, like super cute. So how did all the god awful, horrible things happen here? I'm so glad you asked me. Tell me. So the family's 13-year-old son, Roland Doe, was horribly broken up over the death of his Aunt Harriet. So at this point in the story, they are not living in St. Louis. They are actually living in Cottage City, Maryland. So up in the North Boy. So his Aunt Harriet was a spiritualist who taught Roland so many things, including how to use a Ouija board. Oh my fucking god, I hate this already. I could have summoned a demon. I could have been possessed. I'm so fucking stupid. Okay. So, so shortly after Harriet's death, Roland and his family started to experience strange things around the house. No shit. Let me tell you what. I'm speaking from personal experience. So they would hear scratching from inside the walls and floors. Ah! They would hear water dripping from pipes and also it would be dripping down the walls. Oh my god. Then worst of all, his mattress would suddenly shake and shimmy and objects would start to levitate around him. Uh, bro. Yeah, so bro. at first the family was like, oh, it's just Harriet trying to talk to us or like spirit, spirits trying to talk to us on Harriet's behalf. So they would try and Ouija board talk to them. No! And hopefully, like, their their whole thing was, maybe we can reason with them and they can stop. That didn't no. fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> that made it worse! That made it worse! So, Roland started to hear, like, people walking around his room at night, like, while he was trying <gasps> to sleep. So, he would hear somebody fucking walking across his room, and he would sit up and turn on his little light, and then nobody was there, and he's like, that's fucking weird, leave me alone, and would turn his light off and try to go back to sleep, and it, he couldn't. <sighs> so, scratch marks, soon after the walking, scratch marks started to appear on the bed frame and on the mattress when he would wake up in the morning. So, that's not great. Finally- Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Mm -hmm. On the mattress? Yes. And the bed frame. On, on his, his mattress uh, that he was sleeping uh, on. On the bed frame. Yeah. yeah I like don't know why. Scratches like right. on it almost as if something's trying to like fucking climb up into the bed with him. And there's like, oh, mm. my God. that's what I think of. And it makes me really gross. Um, so finally, things got way worse because he started waking up with scratches on himself, not just <gasps> the bed and the, the mattress and all the stuff. So gross. Eh. Eventually, he actually got removed from school because his desk would shake during class. Bro, that fucking sucks. Yeah. So, so bad. Whatever it is, doesn't give a shit that there's people around. Doesn't matter. That's that's also pretty fucking bold. That demon's got some balls. Yes. So understandably, freaking out at this point, Roland's family's starting to like, hey, we need help. So they thought, okay, something's just wrong with our son. He's scratching himself. Something, right? Because you want to like right. run through like reasonable explanations. So they took him to doctors, they took him to psychiatrists, and eventually when all of them were like, no, he's fine, I don't know what's wrong with you, they went to their local Lutheran minister, because no one could help them. Yep. So their Lutheran pastor, his name was, was Luther Miles Schultz, and uh, Mr. Schultz had long been interested in parapsychology, so he arranged for the family, like with the family, that Roland would spend the night with him. 
just because he wanted to know what happened. <sighs> so, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. So Mr. Schultz uh, spoke about seeing just random household objects and furniture moving around by themselves. So in this motherfucker's house, he's just seeing shit move around. That's kind of weird. That's not normal. Huh. So, you know, he talked about it pretty openly. And a friend of his who is a parapsychologist, J.B. Ryan, heard Schultz talking about this stuff and was like, hey, man, maybe you're just over exaggerating things. And when Schultz was like, no, man, I'm not. He was like, okay, you need to talk to the Catholics. Like, to the Catholics. <laughs> you need to talk to the Roman Catholics, my guy. So, at this point, the family decided, okay, we don't need to be Lutheran anymore. Um, we're going to go back to, like, good old Catholicism, and we're going to baptize our kid. Maybe that'll stop it. Whoa, okay. So, uh, he never got baptized, because any time they tried to baptize him, he would rage. <laughs> real bad oh shit so uh, during this time like when they were trying to get him baptized roland actually like raged so hard that he ended up getting put it put into a hospital for psychiatric treatment because the the tantrum or the fit or whatever was so bad so that's good that's reassuring that's so horrid that yeah. is so fucking horrid that's not fun so after their unsuccessful baptism attempt and uh, unsuccessful psychiatric hospital visit, the family found a priest that was willing to look at Roland. And very soon after the meeting, um, the gentleman's name was Father E. Albert Hughes. So Father Hughes asked his superior's permission to perform an exorcism in late February of 1949. So pretty soon after meeting him, he was like, yeah, this kid's demon possessed. This is not like a normal thing. He's not just possessed, he's demon-possessed. Right. Not just your average <laughs> teenager possession, like demon possession. <laughs> so, so the church granted the request. So Roland was strapped to a mattress at Georgetown University Hospital as Hughes began his recitations. And during the process, somehow, Roland wiggled one of his little arms free, broke off a spring inside the mattress, and slashed the priests across the shoulders, which of course put it into the exorcism. Whoa. Wait a minute. Time out. Yeah. You need to tell me this kid ripped into the mattress. Uh-huh. Ripped out a spring. Yeah. No one fucking saw that. And then, like... Like, obviously, on top of a, a, a child ripped into a mattress and then ripped a spring out. Okay, like, that alone is, is like, yeah. what the fuck? And then no one fucking saw it and then just got that fu motherfucking priest? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he tried to do it by himself and that was the issue or what, but uh, this 13-year-old child got into a mattress, broke a spring off, and stabbed this guy. <laughs> It's not funny. No, it's kind of like, how the fuck? Yeah. I don't... What the fuck? Yep. Uh, so that was exorcism number one. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So after this attempt, the family started the search anew because Father Hughes was like, fuck that. No. I'm good. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm going to go uh, get my tetanus shot. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, huh. so they're trying to find somebody to help their kid, right? So in the meantime, more red scratches started to appear on Roland, and the scratches started to spell words. It wasn't just scratches. So one of the scratches uh, formed the words Lewis, which the <gasps> family, family interpreted to mean that they needed to go see their relatives in St. Louis. Oh. Yeah. 
Not like the person, just St. Louis. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was a person. I mean, maybe, okay. maybe it could be a person. I don't know. That's just what they interpreted. I don't know what it means. I don't do signs okay. and symbols. Huh. So why, why, wait, whoa, okay, wait, why would they follow what? That's a great the, question. Ca- the carvings of what a fucking demon wrote in. I'd be like, we're going in the opposite fucking direction of this motherfucker. Great question. I think they were talking about going to St. Louis, and then for some reason they were like, yeah, that seems like a good idea. The demon said we should go there. I don't get it. Don't look at me. Don't look at me with those eyes. I don't have an answer. People are so fucking stupid. Yes. Yes. So Do what the demon says. Uh, so this, uh, when they get to St. Louis, one of Roland's cousins contacted one of his professors at St. Louis University, who in turn spoke with William S. Bodern, an associate of the college, or, yeah, college church. So together, that gentleman and the cousin's teacher, who turns out was also a bishop, <laughs> visited Roland, where they observed the bed shaking, objects flying around the room. The boy speaking in a guttural voice that sounded like a man's voice. This kid's 13. That shouldn't happen. Like, all the time. That's weird. Objects were (sighs) flying around the room. And then the kid had an aversion to anything sacred. So I ended up reading, because both, like, Bodwin took very detailed notes and put them in his journal. He wrote about, like, I found this in one of the sources. He took a small little crucifix and hid it underneath the kid's pillow. Right. When he came back, all the furniture in the room had been moved, like turned over, tossed. Like it looked like somebody had come in there and like fucking flung shit. Right. Okay. The kid was still on the bed, but the covers had all been thrown off the bed and the crucifix had been moved from underneath where his head was like over to the very edge of the bed, just barely hanging on. And the kid was on the other side of the bed. Any picture of like Jesus, any other crucifixes on the wall, all that shit was on the floor. That's bad. Jesus That's Christ. Bad. Yeah. No pun intended. Yes. So, <laughs> not great. So after seeking permission, um, Bodern was granted permission from the archbishop to perform another exorcism. Exorcism 2. So before this one, the men decided that they were going to observe Roland a little further. And they noticed that during the day, he was like normal, calm, everything was fine. And then at night, when he settled in for bed, he would have outbursts of anger and would scream a lot. And also the scratches and everything in the night. They also observed that Roland would enter a trance-like state right before he started talking in the guttural man's voice. So that's good. Oh, Yeah. There were also reports that during... I didn't get the exact wording, but there were reports that Roland, when he talked in the guttural man's voice, would talk in Latin. What the <laughs> fuck? So that's bad. You <laughs> can't. You can't do that. Right. Yeah. You can't. A 13-year-old cannot do that. I mean, like, if he grew up Catholic, that would be one thing, because, like, dur- like right one, that they spoke in Latin. Like, it wasn't until, I think, the 80s, 90s, somewhere, that they had right two, where he could speak in English. So, like, all the old rites were in Latin, but he wasn't Catholic. He never went to Catholic anything until they were like, hey, we need to get you baptized. He was Lutheran, and Lutherans don't speak in Latin. So that's bad. That's so fucked. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> That's the no-no zone. Ha 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 ha. So the second exorcism took place at the Alexian Brothers Hospital in St. Louis, Missouri, which the hospital, the name was later changed to South City Hospital during the early March of 1949. Keep that in your brain because that's important too. The, the name change in 1949? The name change and what happens after the name change. Okay. 
So before the exorcism began, another priest, Walter Holleran, was called to assist, and a third priest, William Van Rue, also was called to assist. So now there's three priests. There's three of okay. them. So during the second exorcism, Holleran claimed that words like evil and hell, as well as other marks and cuts, would appear on Roland's body. So it wasn't just spelling Lewis. It was now like spelling hell, evil, demon, all the stuff, right? That's fun. That's good. So during the Litany of the Saints portion of the exorcism, which is just like, you know, like a rite you read through, the mattress Roland was tied to starting to sh- started to shake, like during that specific Great. part of the exorcism. Great. At another point during the exorcism, Roland broke free of his restraints again and broke Holleran's nose. Oh, get fucked. Yeah. Uh, Bodern saw an X appear in scratches on Roland's chest, which <sighs> the priest believed to be the number 10, like the Roman numeral for 10, which indicated obviously there were 10 demons inside the kid. Inside. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Yep. On the evening of March 20th, after weeks of nightly rites and prayers, the exorcism reached a whole nother level. The fuck does that mean? So Roland started to urinate all over the bed and began shouting and cursing at the priests in English and Latin. Um, finally, almost a full month after the escalations, on April 18th, a miracle happened. It was the Monday after Easter, and Roland woke that morning with seizures. He yelled at the priest, saying that he would never be free of Satan. So he named, it's, it's not just a demon, it's the devil. Um, the priest laid holy relics, crucifixes, medals, and rosaries on the kid, which caused him to scream and fight more. And this continued until 1045 at night. Holy fuck. The priest called on St. Michael to expel Satan from Roland, and they shouted that Satan they shouted at Satan, saying that St. Michael would battle him for Roland's soul. Exactly seven minutes later, exactly seven minutes, Roland came out of his trance, gasping, he's gone. I just got the cold chills. Okay. Uh, so uh, later he recounted uh, seeing in that moment uh, St. Michael vanquishing Satan on a great battlefield. So that's cool. That's fun wild yeah they couldn't have just said that sooner yeah right they couldn't have just done that a month ago oh so according to burdone and halloran all the strange occurrences and behaviors ceased after that so how did this story become the exorcist movie right uh Mm -hmm. no one else would have really even known about this exorcism if not for an article in the washington post which reported in august 1949 um the article itself doesn't give any names it doesn't give any details really the only thing in the article is just uh the boy was released from the demon's clutches on this day that's really the only thing in the washington post about it but like even when it was written it wasn't popular it didn't really gained popularity until almost two decades later a little over two decades later how in 1971 an author named william peter blatty wrote the novel the exorcist now this book is based on the unofficial diaries kept by halloran and bodern so he he read their experience with the case and was like oh shit that's a really good story and then wrote it that book actually stayed on the bestseller list for 54 weeks. Damn. A long time. And then, of course, spawned the movie The Exorcist in 1973. So the movie took quite a bit of liberty with the story, as all good movies do. 
Um, the scratches, shouting, spitting, and cursing did actually mimic what Roland experienced, but he his head never turned 360 degrees around like the girl Reagan in the film, uh, because they also changed. It wasn't a boy in the film. It was a girl. And uh, yeah, there also wasn't a bloody cross masturbation scene in reality. No, that's what I was that's yeah i think that that was really fucked up they did that yeah it was there's a reason that people were getting sick in the theater my man so after the exorcism roland went on to live a normal life and he and his family moved back to the east coast and thankfully no one knew who he was until after he was an adult and even then he didn't really tell anybody so because i mean he was already what 30 when the exorcist came out yeah yeah so he, he didn't tell a fucking soul Kept I mean, that yeah, shit on no lockdown. One, yeah, no one would have known it was him unless he said something. Exactly. So, hmm. Yeah. That's kind of wild and gross and icky. So William Bodern passed away in 1983 after serving the Catholic Church for decades. And Walter Halloran lived until 2005 when he died of cancer. He was the last surviving member of the main team that performed that exorcism. So only those two gentlemen would have known who Roland Doe's actual identity was outside of the immediate family. So following the exorcism performed there, the room that held Roland was boarded up and sealed so that no room, no evil could escape. Woo. Yeah, in 49, that facility changed names and the room was still boarded up. And then in 1978, the entire facility was torn down. Okay. The house that Roland grew up in was abandoned in 1960, or well, the house where the exorcism a majority of the possession time took place in Missouri, um, was abandoned in 1960, and then purchased in 2005 for $165,000. That's cheap. Yep. That new family seemed to have just embraced the reputation that the house may have had Satan living in the upstairs bedroom. Because all the neighbors were like, yeah, that's Satan's house. Fuck that. Nobody went in there. Because weird shit still happens in the house. Oh. Yeah. So that's Fuck. fun. That's cool. Uh, as we could all expect, Zach Bagel Bites and Ghost Adventures did, in fact, visit that house. Did they? Yes, they did. It is, I think, oh. season eight, episode three or four. We need to watch it. It's, it's a good episode. Uh, they did catch some EVPs and some activity. And Zach actually was quoted on Twitter saying that it was the worst place he's ever been. It was 200 times worse than Bobby Mackey's. Are you fucking serious? Yep. So that's cool. Yeah, they went back to Bobby Mackey's three fucking times, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they went to this place once. Yeah. We gotta watch... I gotta watch that episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Blake, Blake give Let's me the episode. go! Yeah, so that is the possession story of Roland Doe. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. I hope you Holy enjoyed it sh- and it scared you. Shit. Damn. That was a good one. Thanks. I thought you might like that. That was good. Because I was also confused about why you were talking about how Roland Doe was the inspiration for the Exorcism movie when the Exorcism movie was starred by a uh, a girl girl child. Yes, yep. They changed it. So, okay. So it's also more dramatic, I think, when like especially in the seventies, like if something happened to a girl, it was more yes. dramatic than it happening to a boy. So correct, correct. Which is unfortunate, but yeah, Ugh. fun times. And that is one of the most well-known possession cases just because of The Exorcist. Yeah. I actually watched, I don't know how I got there, but I actually watched an interview of that girl grown up as an adult and she was like doing a reflection. Mm-hmm. It was like the it was like the 20 year anniversary yeah. for that. 20 or 30, 40, whatever. 
and they were doing it. She was doing an interview for it, and she, they, of course, they always ask her about that scene. And she said that it was a box yeah. that they put between her legs, and it had a sponge with the red dye in it. Yep. They didn't tell her what for. They didn't tell her why. They just said, what you're going to do is you're going to take this cross, and you are going to stab it into the box. Mm-hmm. And that is that. And then it was only until later what she realized what she was doing, and she was like, ew. <laughs> ew, that's gross. Yeah, absolutely, it's gross. Yeah. Bless it. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness that didn't happen in reality. No. It's just movie fiction. A little little fucked. Yeah. A little fucked. Yes. Yeah. My mom remembers going to see that movie um, and she did not like it. She did not like it. So. I don't think anybody liked it. No, I think it's just a sick fascination with what's going on. Well, it's always funny with like old movies that you watch that were like peak, Mm. like like um special effects at the time because yes. i remember when the movie anaconda came out like the original anaconda yep. um my mom went and saw that she said it was the fucking scariest thing that she's ever saw so then we saw she and i saw the remake together and mm-hmm. it was even more terrifying she was freaking the fuck out and then we went back and watched the original and she was like it's not as scary is- as i remember <laughs> yeah she's like this is embarrassing <laughs> So it's always funny how, like, at the time it's terrifying, but when you go back and watch it now, it's like, yeah, ew, this is just weird. Please stop. It's cringy, actually. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Wild. Okay. Thank you. That was a treat. Today hey, was a you're treat. Welcome. Thank you for thank you for feeling frisky this morning. And you're then, welcome. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up and chose violence. But you want to know what you should have woke up and actually did this morning? What? Send me my fucking debit card. Never. <laughs> Never. I'm gonna hold on to this Wait. paper forever. I need it. I know. I'm going to send it. Just put it in an envelope. Put a little stampy stamp on it. And send it to me, please. Okay. Thanks. I'll fold it up and do that. Thanks. Send it. Okay. Not fold the card. That'd be rude. No, that would. Thank you for not. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, cool. Lovely. Thanks Thanks for being here. Wunderbar. Happy to be here. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, so if you want to check us out, be sure to head on over to our website at www.hauntherabarelynoher.com. We have a contact page where you can drop a... Um, Comment, story, a hi, drop another Ligma joke. I don't fucking care. Ha! You, then, you can also get into contact with us on our social media, Instagram and Twitter at... H-H-I-B-K-H podcast. I'm on Instagram. So he's on Twitter. Yeah. There we go. That's for you. Woo! Great. Put it in your pocket. <laughs> okay. You ready to go to bed? Yes. I have to actually go run on the treadmill and then go to bed. Ew. I know. Cardio, because that's the only way I can lose weight. I fucking hate it. Gross. Yep. All right. Until next time. Haunt her. I barely know her. The fuck is that? It's a cloth uh, bookmark. Oh. I do that every time. Okay, bye.